Well, hey everybody, I'm Adam Shell, the pastor at Melbourne Heights, and welcome to our sermon podcast. In this episode of our podcast, we are starting into our Christmas sermon series at Melbourne Heights, and this year we're calling our Christmas series the best Christmas ever. Because let's just be honest here, when this time of year rolls around each year, we want to make this year's Christmas the best Christmas ever. But I've got some bad news for you. No matter how hard you may try, you're still going to end up burning some of your Christmas cookies this year. Or the lights that you want to put on display are going to get tangled. Or a few of the gifts that you buy for people on your Christmas list this year, well, you're going to end up striking out on those gifts. So instead of trying to make this Christmas into something it's never going to be, instead of trying to make this Christmas perfect, why don't we try to do something else this year? Instead of trying to make this the best Christmas ever, what would happen if we make the best out of whatever this Christmas may bring? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about every episode of this podcast between now and Christmas. We're going to be talking about what you can do to set aside those reasons why you want this to be the best Christmas ever, And instead, we're going to talk about what you can do to make the best out of whatever this Christmas may bring. So with that, let's get right into this episode's sermon. sound a little bit overdramatic to you because it feels like we've been celebrating Christmas the exact same way for as long as any of us can remember. And when you stop and think about it, that makes sense. I mean, we have been hanging up Christmas stockings on Christmas Eve for Santa to fill since 1826. We've been baking Christmas cookies since the 1600s. We've been putting up Christmas trees like the one behind me since the 1500s. And we've been exchanging gifts on Christmas Day since 323 A.D. So we have been celebrating Christmas the same way for a long, long time. So what could have happened 18 years ago that could have possibly changed the way that we celebrate Christmas forever? Well, on November 27, 2004, a fledgling cable network released a movie that starred a couple of semi-recognizable actors from the 1990s in a movie that was called A Boyfriend for Christmas. And in this movie, you have a skeptical social worker who manages to fall in love in time for Christmas with a little help from Santa Claus. So 18 years ago today, the Hallmark Christmas movie as we know it was officially born. And yes, I know that thinking that Hallmark Christmas movies could have possibly changed the way that we celebrate Christmas forever may make you want to laugh a little bit because it sounds kind of absurd. But still, there are millions of people who tune in to watch these Hallmark Christmas movies every single year. Like last year. Last year, Hallmark released a movie that was called My Family Christmas Tree. And in this movie, a woman takes one of those ancestry DNA kit tests, and she discovers that she has an entire branch to her family tree that she didn't know about. So she goes and she visits them on Christmas. And while she's visiting with her family, she meets a friend of the family, and they fall in love. Or, in other words, my family Christmas tree is a pretty typical Hallmark Christmas movie. But even though it's a pretty typical Hallmark Christmas movie, more than three million people tuned in to watch the premiere of my family Christmas tree. Now, to put that number into perspective for you, more people watch the premiere of my family Christmas tree than watched a typical episode of the reboot of The Wonder Years last year. Or a typical episode of Young Rock last year. Or a typical episode of The Simpsons. 
last year. So there are millions of people who could not imagine celebrating Christmas without watching at least a Hallmark Christmas movie or two. But I'll be honest with you, I'm not one of those people. But that's probably because my family hasn't had cable TV in years, and the streaming services that we subscribe to don't have a Hallmark channel on them. Because if they did, there's a chance that I would end up watching a Hallmark Christmas movie or two. And that's because I love Christmas movies. Now, if you spend much time around Melbourne Heights at Christmas time over the years, you've probably realized how much I love Christmas movies. Because over the years, I have preached sermons at Christmas time that have been inspired by everything from a Charlie Brown's Christmas to a Christmas story to It's a Wonderful Life. I've even done one sermon partially in rhyme that was inspired by how the Grinch stole Christmas. So I love Christmas movies, even if they are a little bit cheesy. And I also understand the appeal of Hallmark Christmas movies as well. Because even though every single one of us realizes that at Christmas time, you're never going to bump into your doppelganger and trade places with them. You're never going to save your family's Christmas tree far. Even though you know you're not going to marry a prince or a princess or fall in love with a stranger who turns out to be a billionaire, and that you're not going to manage to find love over the span of an hour and a half, this Hallmark Christmas movie still give us a glimpse of what we wish Christmases could be like. Because in Hallmark Christmas movies, families always come together to celebrate Christmas. In Hallmark Christmas movies, arguments never last longer than a commercial break or two. And in Hallmark Christmas movies, when Christmas Day finally comes, you don't have to worry about anybody being a humble. It's just how these movies are. So millions of people tune in to watch these movies every single year because we all wish that our Christmas could be as perfect as a Hallmark Christmas. We all wish that our Christmas could be as perfect as a Hallmark Christmas. And to be honest, that's kind of how I feel as this Christmas rolls around. Now, don't get me wrong here. I'm not telling you that I'm hoping that I meet the love of my life this Christmas season, because that happened back in 2005 when I met my wife. And yeah, you can say all to that if you want to, but that sounds as cheesy as the lines that you hear in Hallmark Christmas movies, if I'm being honest about it. Now, instead, what I am telling you is that there is part of me that wants this Christmas to be a perfect Christmas here in Melbourne Heights. And I want this Christmas to be a perfect Christmas here in Melbourne Heights because it's been a long, long time since we've been able to celebrate Christmas the way we want to as a church. Just stop and think about it. Last year, 2021, we didn't get to celebrate Christmas the way that we wanted to because last year we were a portable church. So we couldn't do any of the events and activities that we like to do at Christmas time without having to rent out a venue to hold them in. And we couldn't put up our Christmas trees or wreaths or lights or other decorations and leave them up throughout the season because we didn't have a space to call our own. So last year, we didn't get to celebrate Christmas the way that we wanted to. And that's okay. And then if we think back to 2020, we know that we didn't get to celebrate Christmas the way that we wanted to in 2020. And that's because there were, we were in the height of a global pandemic in 2020. So none of us got to celebrate Christmas the way that we wanted to. We were canceling plans with our family. We were canceling plans with our friends. We weren't getting to do what we wanted to. We as a church weren't even meeting in person at Christmas of 2020. Instead, all of our worship service at Christmas season happened online instead. 
So 2020, we didn't get to celebrate Christmas the way that we wanted to either. Now, back in 2019, we got to do all of the special events and activities that we like to do at Christmas time. We got to hold all of the special services. But in the back of many of our minds, we knew that in 2019, that was going to be the last Christmas that we were celebrating in our old church building. And that tainted that Christmas experience for us. So the truth is, I think it's been since 2016, since we really got to celebrate Christmas the way we want to as a church. Because 2016 was the last year that we got to celebrate before we made the decision to sell our old church building. So that was the last Christmas that we got to spend together without worrying what the future might hold. But now, we're in our new church space. We're in our new church home. We're getting to celebrate our first Christmas season in our new place. So yeah. There's a part of me that wants all of our special events and activities, all of our services and celebrations and decorations to be perfect. But no matter how much I may want this Christmas to be perfect, and no matter how much you may wish that your Christmas looked like a Hallmark Christmas movie, I've got some bad news for you. It's not going to happen. And it's not going to happen because there's no such thing as a perfect Christmas. So instead of stressing yourself out and driving your family and your friends absolutely crazy by trying to make this Christmas into something that it is never going to be, why don't we try something different? Instead of trying to have the best Christmas ever, let's make the best of this Christmas. Instead of trying to have the best Christmas ever, let's make the best Christmas we actually have. And to help us do that, what I want to do during our time together over the next few weeks is I want to spend some time talking about some of the reasons why we want to have a perfect Christmas to begin with. And then I want to talk about what we can do to set those reasons for wanting a perfect Christmas aside so that we can figure out how we can really make the best out of this Christmas together. So with that, I just want to dive right in with the rest of our time together today and talk about one of the reasons why so many of us want to have a perfect Christmas to begin with. And here that reason is, we want to have a perfect Christmas because we think everyone else is having a perfect Christmas. We want to have a perfect Christmas because we think that everybody else is having a perfect Christmas. And where do we get this idea from that everyone else all around us is having a perfect Christmas? Well, I could stand up here and try to tell you that we get it from Hallmark Christmas movies. I mean, that would go along with everything else that I've talked about during the sermon today. And every Hallmark Christmas movie does have a happy ending with it. But the reality is that even the most die-hard Hallmark Christmas movie fan realizes that these movies are fictional. So if we don't get the idea that everybody's having a perfect Christmas from Hallmark movies, then where does this idea actually come from? Well, the reality is the real culprit is social media. I mean, ever since Facebook opened up to the general public back in 2006, just about every one of us has learned how to carefully cultivate the things that we share on our social media feeds so that we can put our best foot forward. So when you're scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or whatever other social platforms you use during the Christmas season, I can tell you, you're 
not going to see very many people share pictures of the cookies that they took when they were burnt coming out of the oven. No, instead, the pictures that you're going to see are the ones that are taken after every single cookie was meticulously arranged, and the person makes sure that there's not a single sprinkle that is out of place. Or when Christmas morning rolls around, nobody's going to share a picture or a video of their daughter throwing an absolute fit because somebody bought her a Barbie doll instead of a rainbow high doll. It's not going to happen. What's going to happen is the people are going to post a picture or video that's taken an hour later after the tears have been dried and the parents have told their kid that they have to put on a happy face if they want to open up any more presents. Thank you. And even if you and I may not go to that extreme of staging the pictures and videos that we share on our social media channels, we all still want to make sure we put our best foot forward before we post anything. I mean, nobody posts a selfie of themselves on their Facebook page or on Instagram without first making sure that their eyes are open in the picture and it doesn't look like they've got a double chin, no matter how many Christmas cookies they eat that year. And nobody posts a picture on Christmas, or nobody posts a picture on their social media platforms when they go out to Kroger because they needed to pick up a new stick of deodorant. No, but you'll, pick, you'll post hundreds or thousands of pictures of your last trip to Disney World. Or maybe you just don't post anything on Facebook or Instagram or any social platforms at all because you feel like your life is too mundane to really share anything. And it's because of this. It's because we have learned to carefully cultivate what we share on social media that we only share the best moments. That it's easy to feel like everyone's life is perfect, except yours. Research even shows us the negative impact that social comparisons that we make because of social media have on our mental health as well as our well-being in general. Like, we know for a fact of research that the more time you spend scrolling through social media channels, the more likely you are to struggle with your own self-esteem. It's because nobody's life is as perfect as it looks like it is on social media. So it's one of the reasons why we want to have a perfect Christmas is because we believe that everyone else is having a perfect Christmas. And what can we do about that? What can we do to set that thinking aside so that you and I can make the best of the Christmas that we're actually going to have this year? Well, if we want to make the best of the Christmas that we're really going to have this year, the first thing that we need to do is realize that what I said a little bit earlier on in the sermon is absolutely true. There's no such thing as a perfect Christmas. There's not. There is no such thing as a perfect Christmas in spite of what Hallmark Christmas movies and your social media feeds may want it to seem like for you. There's no such thing as a perfect Christmas. And if you ever start doubting that fact, just spend a little bit of time thinking about what the very first Christmas was like for Mary. Now, when we first meet Mary, she's just a teenage girl. And we soon learn that Mary is pregnant. But Mary isn't married, and she's also never been intimate with anyone. And in Mary's time, in biblical times, this is a really big deal. Simply because Mary was found to be pregnant before she was married, legally she could have been stoned to death. And I already told you, I haven't seen any Hallmark Christmas movies, but I'm pretty sure that the looming threat of capital punishment is never part of the plot for any Hallmark movie. And that's because living in fear isn't anybody's idea of a perfect Christmas. But that's where Mary finds herself. She is living in fear for her own safety. 
because people want her dead. Her family members, her immediate family, are living in fear for their own safety because their daughter, their sister, their whatever has been found to be pregnant before she was married. So Mary actually has to leave her immediate family. She has to leave her home for a while. In Luke chapter 1, verse 56, we find out that Mary goes and she spends three months living with her cousin, Elizabeth. And you may have known that, but I'll let you in on a little secret right now. Mary doesn't go and hang out with Elizabeth for three months because she really likes her cousin. She goes and spends three months with Elizabeth because she's waiting for the heat to die down. Because people are trying to kill her. This is where Mary finds herself. And the whole time that she's staying with her cousin Elizabeth, she's not just worried about her safety. Mary also has to be stressed out about what's going to happen to her relationship with the man she is supposed to be getting married to, her fiancé, Joseph. She has to be scared to death that Joseph isn't going to want a thing to do with her. Even as the story proceeds, and we find out that Joseph decides he's going to stay with Mary. It's not like things automatically became perfect for them during the first Christmas either. Remember, Mary and Joseph have to leave behind their home because an oppressive government tells them they have to, so that Mary and Joseph can go register to pay their taxes. And when they arrive in the city of Bethlehem, the place that Joseph's supposed to go to register to pay his taxes, they can't find any place instead. So Mary and Joseph spend the first Christmas in a stable. And that's when Jesus is ultimately born. Now, can you imagine some writer walking into the executives of the Hallmark Channel trying to pitch that movie to them? There ain't no way that movie would ever get made. Because Mary's life is about as far from perfect as you could possibly imagine. But in spite of all of that, what I want to do right now is I want to share with you how Mary responds when she finds out that she's pregnant. So if you've got a Bible close by, you go ahead and grab it. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, I'm going to start reading in verse 46. And I want you to listen to what Mary says here. Mary says, With all my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He looked with favor on the low status of his servant. From now on, everyone will consider me highly favored, because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is His name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors Him as God. He has shown strength with His arms. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones, and He's lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised he would to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to Abraham's descendants forever. Instead of focusing on everything that wasn't perfect in her life, those verses that we just read, we find Mary is focused on what was going right. In spite of the fact that she was about to give birth, even though she wasn't married. In spite of the fact that people wanted her dead because she was with child without being married. In 
spite of the fact that her fiancé may very well have decided to not have anything to do with her, and our oppressive government forced her to leave her house before her baby was born, in spite of the fact that she had to give birth to her son in a state, Mary couldn't help but be thankful when she heard the good news of Christmas. And that's because Mary understood that the baby that she was carrying, the Son of God, the long-awaited Messiah. And Mary knew that everything that she mentioned in those verses that we just read that the Messiah was going to do, that it was going to be her son instead of every one of them. So Mary couldn't help but feel blessed at Christmas. If we want to make the best out of this Christmas, we have to learn from Mary. If we want to make the best of this Christmas, then we have to focus on our blessings instead of focusing on what could be better. Because here's the reality. Even when things are going wrong in your life, you still have so many things that you can be thankful for. And that's what Mary realized. She had everything going wrong in her life that you could possibly imagine and then some. But she focused on the blessings instead. That's what we need to do at Christmas. Instead of focusing on things that could be better, we need to focus on the blessings that we have. So when you're baking your Christmas cookies this year and you burn a pan, it's okay. Remember that even when you burn those cookies, you still have a family that you get to bake cookies for. When Christmas is this coming around and you're struggling with whatever it is, you still have so many other blessings that are happening inside of your life. You know, when your daughter freaks out because somebody bought her the wrong toy come Christmas morning, you don't have to let that drag you down. Instead, remember that you still have people that love you and your family enough to give them presents in the first place. When one of your pets topples over the Christmas tree, or when you find out that your sister and her family aren't going to be able to make it in to celebrate Christmas and Christmas Day, or when Santa Claus isn't going to manage to get that bicycle built before Christmas morning comes, You don't have to stress out. You don't have to throw your hands up and give up because Christmas isn't going to be perfect. Instead, you just have to realize all the blessings that you still have. So if you want to make the best out of this Christmas, that's what you need to do. If you want to make the best out of this Christmas, focus on your blessings instead of focusing on what could be better in your life. So for the next few weeks, as we wait for Christmas Day to come, and you get involved with all the things that you like to do at Christmas, what I want you to hear from me today is enjoy all of those things. Enjoy the time that you're going to have with your family and your friends instead of wishing that it could be better. Go out, drive around the city, take in the lights that are on display all over the place, and enjoy them instead of wishing that your Christmas decorations could look better. Enjoy a couple of Christmas cookies this year, even if your first batch ends up being burnt. Turn on that Christmas radio station and listen to music all month long, even if your spouse or your kids give you a hard time about wanting to listen to all of those Christmas songs. And by all means, feel free to tune into the Hallmark Channel and watch some Hallmark Christmas movies, even if your preacher makes fun of them one Sunday morning during the season of Advent. Enjoy these moments of Christmas.
enjoy these things that give you joy. Realize all the blessings that you have. Don't worry about making this Christmas better. Enjoy it for what it is. Let's pray together. God, as we come to you in this word of prayer, you know that deep down inside for so many of us, that when Christmas rolls around, we want the season to be absolutely so we stress ourselves out about baking the perfect cookie or putting out the best decorations or finding the perfect gift for everyone on our list or planning the perfect holiday celebrations. But God, this Christmas, help us to not stress out about something that's never going to happen. This Christmas, help us to do a better job of not driving our family and our friends crazy by trying to turn this Christmas into something it will never be. God, help us make the best of this Christmas, instead of being concerned with making this the best Christmas ever. Let us enjoy the blessings of the season. Let us enjoy those things that bring us joy as we count down the days till Christmas comes. Most of all, God, help us to remember that no matter how wrong many things may seem to go, that this is the season that reminds us that you can always make sent your son into an imperfect world that is filled with darkness, but he brings the light to us, God, shining a light that gives us hope that no matter how messed up things may be, that you still love us, you still care for us, you still want the best for us. So help us celebrate that this Christmas. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Well, hey, it's Adam again, and I just want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of our sermon podcast. And I hope that this episode has reminded you of what you really need to be focused in on at Christmas time. Instead of wishing that things could be better, why don't you just enjoy the blessings that you have? Because no matter what you may see in Hallmark movies or on social media, your Christmas isn't going to be perfect. But you can still enjoy this Christmas. You can still enjoy the lights and the gifts and the time with your family. You can still enjoy listening to Christmas songs and even watching Hallmark Christmas movies. You can enjoy the blessings without being focused on trying to make things better. Well, in our next episode, we're going to be continuing on in the sermon series called The Best Christmas Ever. And we're going to be talking about another reason why we want Christmas to be perfect. And we're also going to talk about what we can do to set that reason aside so that we can make the best out of whatever this Christmas may bring. So if this will join us when our next episode drops next Tuesday. As always, if you subscribe to our podcast, that episode will be sent straight to your favorite podcasting app. And you don't have to wait till next Tuesday to join us for worship. We would love to have you come and worship with us every Sunday morning. We worship at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and you can join us in person if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, or you can join us online at mhbclouisville.com slash live. Well, until next time, I hope that you have a great week. I will be praying for you, and we'll see you back here soon for another sermon podcast. <music>